Welcome to Adventures in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie and I will be your host on this ESL adventure. Everyone is having a great Sunday morning. Um, and we ironically are doing talking about emojis today. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're talking about Target Talk. So just to see how everyone's feeling, if you can just drop an emoji in the comments. And I need to give you all a heads up. Today we are going to, I'm going to share in a sentence that I've used with my class, which is called Speaking Bucks. It's a free incentive. Um, if you want to go over to my adventures in ESL forward slash target talk, then you can see the incentive. Um, it's called speaking bucks, and I'm going to get into that for today's lesson. Um, so today what we're going to be talking about is how to use a specific speaking strategy called target talk in your classroom um is great it's an intentional activity to get your students using academic language and it's target talk and we use it every day to introduce our learning objective and learning targets um just a little bit about me my name is millie i am first and foremost an esl teacher um, this year i teach eighth grade intermediate but in the past i've taught um newcomers, beginners, intermediate, all sixth through eighth grade. Um, I also am a peer mentor and peer coach um, for half the day. And I also insist with curriculum writing as well with the school district. So um, I'm very busy. I love my job and I'm just really, really happy to be here with you today. So once again, just a review, a couple of things that we're going to do is talk about what specific speaking strategies that you're using in your classroom to encourage your students to talk. <laughs> and today I'm going to explain one in particular with you and it's called Target Talk, okay? So I'm gonna go ahead and jump in and get started. If you haven't already, go to myadventuresesl.com forward slash Target Talk download those speaking books for you okay so i'm going to go ahead and head over to the powerpoint and let me okay so one and i once again i want to be prepared so i have my notes here <laughs> so you may see me looking down every once in a while to make sure I cover anything. So the first thing is target talk. And before we get into target talk and what is target talk, we need to talk about what is a learning objective. Some people call them learning targets, um, learning objectives. What is a learning objective? And a learning objectives uh, are brief statements that describe what the students are going to learn by the end of the school year. It can be the end of your course, your unit, lesson, project, or class period. I got this great definition from Ed Glossary. In the context of what we're talking about today, a learning objective is going to be a brief 
I can statement said by the students of what they're expected to learn by the end of the lesson, okay? And you're probably like, well, why are learning objectives important? And I wanna encourage you to think about when you go to meetings. I know when I go to um, our wonderful faculty meetings and professional developments, I wanna know what the focus is of the lesson. I wanna know what it what's gonna be talked about, what is expected of me. So why wouldn't the students want anything different? So a learning objective or a learning target, I'm gonna use those two interchangeably, um, it's the focus of the lesson for the students. And why is it important for you? Well, it directs your instructional strategies. It tells you as a teacher, okay, this is the goal for the lesson today. So I need to teach this, this, and this so the students can get to the learning objective. And most importantly as well, it gives you direction in designing your assessment. Whether those are formative assessments, those are assessments like quick check-ins, exit tickets are examples of formative assessments, or is it a summative assessment, um, an end of the unit exam, for example. So if you're setting the goals and the learning targets, it gives you and it leads you and guides you on designing your assessment. So why target talk? Target talk is an activity where the students discuss the learning objective with their peers. So, and they rate themselves on the learning objective. So I'll get in a little bit more detail into the step, but I call it target talk because before I, as a teacher will say, your objective for today, and I will have a little board and like, this is what you're supposed to do. And the students will nod and <laughs> we will go on about the lesson. And then I was thinking over the summer, I was like, why not turn this into a very intentional speaking activity where the students are involved in taking the lead in this? And it has it has been wonderful so far. Um, but they discuss as with their peers, the learning objective, how they're supposed to get to the learning goal, the learning target. And then they rate themselves with an emoji chart, which I will show you all um, a little later. So now I'm going to take you step by step how to do this in your classroom. And I would love for you all this week, try it with one of your lessons this week. Um, I'm sure everybody has all their learning targets all mapped out for the week. Um, if you're like me, that's your lesson planning today. That's not true. <laughs> so, but if you're lesson planning today, incorporate this into your lesson. Um, I also let you know, it does not take all class periods. So this should take you maybe two minutes tops to do this. So it's really, really quick great way to get them talking. Um, so the first step in doing this is you need to post the learning targets in student-friendly language. A lot of learning targets come from standards and those standards we all know or need to be broken down. So when you're doing the target talk, don't just post the standard up. You know, break that standard down into student-friendly language so the students can see. Another great tip is always post it somewhere the same place in the room. Um, for me, um, I always have it on the whiteboard in the corner so the students always know to look there throughout the lesson. And I also have it in a PowerPoint as well. So if you can post the learning targets the same place in the room every day, students will start to look there. You'll start noticing, they'll be like, oh, okay, this is what we're supposed to be doing for today. 
So here's an example. This is actually one I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, we're reading a book, Unbroken. Um, so this is an example of a student-friendly content objective. I can analyze how incidents in Unbroken reveal aspects of Louis Zaffarini as a character. And it, next to it, I'll put the, the target um, learning or the learning of uh, learner standard rather. And that's RL 8.1, RL 8.3. Here's another example um, of a student-friendly content objective, a learning objective. I can use photographs of World War II to build background knowledge about Unbroken. So here is another one I have for you. I can support my inferences with evidence from the text. So these are learning objectives or learning targets that are from standards. I can participate in discussions about the text with a partner, small group, and the whole class. So after you post the learning target in the, the same place every day, then have the students read the learning objective aloud to the class. You can do this a couple of ways. It just really just depends on the flow of the class. Sometimes I have them read it aloud to the class and then they turn and talk, which we'll talk about in a second. Or you can just have them read it to their partner. The point is, is taking a responsibility off as you as the teacher and putting it onto the students that, okay, this is for you. This is your goal for today. Then after you have them read it aloud to their partner, ask them a question about the learning objective to the class. And I'm going to give you all some examples of that as well. But now this is where you, the talking starts to come in and where you as a teacher are starting to be very, very intentional. During this time, this is where I incorporate higher order thinking questions about the learning objective. I also encourage students to use various sentence structures and sentence types. So especially for my advanced students, it can be even newcomer or beginner, or you know you have intermediate. Really encourage them to use various sentence structures and sentence types. For example, when I was looking at the data for my students last year on their scores, I noticed a lot of them were not using complex and compound sentences in their writing, in their speaking. So that's something I really have been pushing for them this year. And I talked to them like, hey, are you all using a complex sentence in your writing? Hey, are you using a compound sentence? And at this point, they're probably like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing that. But I noticed at first it was difficult, but I'm noticing what they're writing and they're speaking that they're using them, which I'm really proud of them. And incorporate vocabulary practice in the target talk. So if you have specific vocabulary words that you want them to use, like, hey, today I want to hear you use the vocabulary words we practiced yesterday in your target talk. So these are great ways to incorporate this in your conversation. So here are some examples of some questions that I use for target talks. This is, once again, I did this like a couple of weeks ago. They have the standard, I mean, not the standard, but they have the learning targets in, in student-friendly language. And now I ask them at this point, I need you to turn and talk to your group, turn and talk to your partner. What does the word foreshadow mean? They turn, they talk to their partner about it, and then I ask again, what is the first incident the author shares with us to introduce us to Louis? 
They turn to talk to their partners about it. And then we discuss how might this incident foreshadow what's to come? And then they turn and they talk to their partners about it. And I, as a teacher, what I'm doing right now is for you, this is a great formative assessment. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Like as a teacher, I am walking around the room. I'm like eavesdropping in on the conversations and listening. And I'm like, okay, my teacher radar is going off right now that, hey, they really understand this. So maybe I can move forward or mm, I see that they don't understand what this means. Maybe I need to focus a little bit more on what foreshadowing is. So this is a teacher is just a great formative assessment for you. Um, and I'm going to give you another example. I think I have another one. Um, we were talking about President Roosevelt's speech and I asked them, I was like, what does point of view mean? How can you determine someone else's point of view? And um, according to the progression of standards, this is something that they, you know, um, I was under the impression <laughs> that they talked about this last year. But when they got to this target talk and a lot of them were like, hey, do you know what point of view is? And the other person's like, I don't know what point of view is. I knew at that moment, okay, this, I need to stop and I need to maybe do a quick little mini lesson on point of view. I need to do, I need to clarify some questions about point of view. Um, but this was a great, great example of, of doing that. And the fourth step that we have the students is, oh, and I already told you all about this, they're trying to talk to the group about the question. And the key to success is being attentional during this time period. Um, so when I'm creating the questions, I'm being very, very intentional about what I have in the lesson. And I also, like I said earlier, the questions that I have and have them at answer, I'm also encouraging them, like I said, using the vocabulary, using compound and complex sentences, that they're speaking confidently about the topic as well. So during this time, I, I mentioned a moment ago that I am rotating around the room and I'm listening to what they're saying and getting a good understanding. Also during this time when I'm rotating around the room, I have my, a little clipboard and on the clipboard, I have what I call speaking books. And this is a great way to hold the students accountable in the classroom. And so what speaking books is, it's a, a rewards program that I created to uh, get students talking. Um, and so how does that look? Well, I'm walking around the room and I am listening. <laughs> so for example, um, this past lesson this week, I was listening for compound and complex sentences, them speaking confidently, them speaking from a different point of view. So as I'm going around to the groups and rotating, I'm, I'm listening for those things. And when I see that they've, checked off things on this list, then I will just check it off and then I'll put that total point. So at our school, we have what we call live school and you can reward students um, positive points and negative points, it's, it's a great tool. But you all may have heard of class dojo, which is something very similar. Um, and so what I do is they, I give them, I'll just check, the, check off like whatever they did and then put the points and then they can just at the end of the week, at the end of the day or whatever, they just say, hey, Miss Williams, I, I want to cash in my speaking books. And then I take the speaking books and then I put it in the reward system for their points. Um, so some things that how it looks like that I have in the reward system, I have like 
I don't know, maybe it's a thing with your students too. They love those hot Cheetos, <laughs> a bag of hot Cheetos for 25 cents or whatever, or they have pencils, notebooks. I even have some that go up to like little mini gift cards, like gaming gift cards, depending if they get like a thousand points for the school year. So a lot of them are really trying to get those points. Um, but I even included, like I said, this is free. Um, I've even included a blank one. So if you want to go in and you can add like um, different things that you want, you see in your classroom, you can, um, but it's great to use with reward systems and it's a great, great motivation tool. Um, in addition to that, we also have accountable talk frame. Um, like I said, I used this a lot with my newcomers last year, but this year I was like, you know what? Some of my, my advanced intermediate students need it as well. Um, and so it's their accountable talk frames. And so basically this year I wanted them to be, like I said, going back to really pushing complex and compound sentence in their speaking and their writing. I wanted them to be complex and compound. I didn't want them just to say, I agree with so-and-so, <laughs> you know, I really, really wanted them to be intentional about it. So when I created it, um, I included, you know, compound and complex sentences on here. And when we're doing the target talk, I really, really encourage them to use these. And now it was, it was a support, but now I'm slowly starting to pull it away. And I'm noticing that, Hey, they don't, they don't need it anymore. A lot of times they use it without it. Um, I know us as teachers have those moments when somebody raise their hand to say the answer and then they say, oh, they took my answer. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's be mature. We don't say that they stole my answer. We say, I agree with her because, and you list your reason. Um, but this is free as well. It's included in there. It's great for your classroom. I put mines on colored paper, laminated, throw them on the tables, and they're just, they're there. And they can be great for any classroom as well, not just ESL. So if you have a math teacher or um, social studies, science, um, visual arts, you know, use it, share it with your, um, with your school. It'd be great in every class. So after discussing the learning targets, the students will then rate themselves using an emoji chart. So I'm going into detail with you all about this today because I want y'all to specifically know. But like I said, this is a very quick process. And I tell the students, I'm not going to sit here and spend 20 minutes on you rating yourself. You know, <laughs> you know, think about it. Get your uh, get your emoji stickers out. Side note, which I'll be after this making emoji stickers for the students because they are like, when are you going to give us our stickers? Um <laughs> And the students have a data binder, which I'm gonna show you a tour of next. So basically, after we discuss the learning targets, I give them a moment using, um, using emojis to rate themselves. How well do you think you're doing with this learning target? So here's an example of the emoji chart that I created for them. So it starts out at beginning, developing, approaching, and mastery. So on the beginning level, level one, it's basically saying, I'm discovering how to do this and I need some more practice. And then they'll, if, they, if they're here, they'll take the sticker here and, and put it on the chart. Developing, I can do this if I look at an example. Approaching, I understand and can do it by myself and I will be able to teach others soon. Or mastery, I understand this very well and can teach it to a classmate. Here is the chart. So um, I have 
at my school they have a poster maker um and so i made a huge um chart and i put it on the back wall and i'm like hey you guys you know you have a chart in the front of your data binder but we also have our level understanding chart here and you know you look at it and you all rate yourselves and it's really good to come back to in the lesson as well and this is how it looks in their notebook so um for example ri 8.1 then they take their emoji sticker and you don't have to have emoji stickers to do this. I'm just, I was being extra, but <laughs> you could just have them. If you go back, you can just have them do one, two, three, or four. You don't have to have the emoji stickers just as a note. Okay. Um, but you can go ahead and put your, uh, have them put the emoji. I have them put the number and, and then we date it. And, you can have them do this once in the lesson, twice in the lesson. It's preferable you have them do it at the beginning of the lesson. Some teachers, I was even looking at a great YouTube video where she said, you know, have them doing it at the beginning, middle, and end. So I'm going to start implementing that in, in my classroom. But definitely have them do it at the beginning of the lesson and the end of the lesson. Sometimes, you know, time is tight. So I may have them do it at the beginning of the lesson and then come in the next day, as you can see, and then have them rate themselves on it that next day um but here like i said they just put the emojis here and then the number and then they date it also in our data binder we have we're we to state but whatever language assessment you use i have them at the beginning of the year basically just use whatever their scores are and they just graph their scores so that's also in our data binder our ell data binder and then we have a weekly reflection letter where they basically reflect on their actions for the week, what they do well, what did they need work on. Um, and in here, I have like a checklist and a rubric, like of all the things that I would like to see in the letter. And so that's a great tool that you can have is for student reflection as well. And in there, this is a blank version of how it looks. I actually got this and I will put the link to it from a teacher pay teacher seller, I forgot her name. But I would like to say is she gives you an edible template, but I completely like just went in there and just did my own thing with it. So, but I'll still link her if you wanna edit it however you want to. Um, but she, it was a great tool. Actually, it goes up to sixth grade, but I just used the blank template to <laughs> add, add the eighth grade standard. And also she has an air like where you can do pre-assessment and post-assessments. And so I've been having them graph those as well. And we have like speaking and listening um, using the standards or our common core standards. I have them do the speaking and listening so they can be practicing throughout the year. And like I just mentioned to you all, um, at the end of the lesson, we return to the target talk and have them evaluate themselves using the emoji chart. Um, and so that'll be great. So a lot of times what happens is I've seen students and it goes both ways. I've seen students who are like really confident <laughs> and they rate themselves all fours with the glasses because they think the glasses look cool. And then at the end of the lesson, they'll be like, I didn't. I realized that maybe I need some more practice with this and they'll go down, go down to uh, maybe a level three and vice versa. I've seen students who maybe just been a little shaky with their confidence and they're like, I think I know this a little and they've rated themselves a two and then at the end of the lesson to see them rate themselves a four, which is really great. Um, 
And last week I talked about language objectives. You can do this with your language objectives. Please do this with your language objectives. It'll be great. You can have a learning target and you can have your language objectives. It's just a really quick way just to get a, an assessment or to gauge where your students are with their learning. So let me go back. <laughs> So I want to know if you all have any questions, um, please just drop them in the box and I will be more than happy to get to them for you. Um, but I want you to say, let you know that this is just such a wonderful activity to use in your classroom. Um, also, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe and follow below. I want to personally thank you so much for dropping in. And I also want you to, if you can, use the strategy in your class this week. Come back. You can send me an email, drop a note in here. I would love to see how it worked out for you. I want to thank you again so much for stopping by. And I hope you all have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on Adventures in ESL. Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today and remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learners. See you soon.